0: All right, <clears throat> bonjour Oh, it's on. Now it's on. Bu- bonjour <laughs> Why is it? Why? Why are you talking? Bonjour. About? Why? Hola. Why? <laughs> um, Hello. <laughs> 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 morning kids if it sounds like we're all just a little logie it's because daylight savings time has smacked us all right across the puss, and it's early <laughs> on <laughs> Only an hour I know what but you still know what is? do that it's 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 like the combination of of the psychological impact of daylight savings and us recording on a Sunday morning that just yeah. together mm-hmm. I think makes everything sound a little logie so as you're sitting down with your mimosa or your, <laughs> or your bloody Mary, <laughs> you know they're gonna get this on a Wednesday oh well, or a Thursday or they could or be or driving. It mean, <laughs> could be really dangerous. It is Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. Mimosa <laughs> and, and, and I-94. Hey, I I they, they should have like a pedal tavern that like just in the in the traffic lanes just kind of pops up to you <laughs> as the cars slow down. <laughs> I think it would do a lot for morale on the Marquette Interchange. Well Kenosha has the uh, shenanigans drive through liquor, liquor store. store. You Which say, is terrible. I I there are a lot of drive-through liquor stores back east. And I, I would tell people about this and they didn't believe me. And then I would point to shenanigans and they would say, oh, yeah, didn't okay, want to I guess that's a thing. not actually serve you daiquiris while you drove through? That was uh, in New Orleans. Um, daiquiri shops are about as common as Dairy Queen's in most places. And you can get drive-through daiquiris. Now, uh-huh. typically, you're only getting the gallons when you do that. You're getting mm-hmm. a gallon of amaretto or a gallon of cherry or something like that. But the one that we used to go, there was a daiquiri shop in front of the theater on Airline Highway that used to show Rocky Horror Picture Show every Friday and Saturday night. And so we were there, and the daiquiri shop was right in front of it. So you'd drive through the daiquiri shop, and you'd get yourself a gallon of daiquiris, and you'd go over to the movies, and you'd just drink the daiquiris while you were watching there's, Rocky. There's some logistical issues. Not really. To, no, I mean, it, it all worked. I mean, I, I suppose it's not any different than just taking a bottle of Jack and yeah, right. exactly. you, you have that choice, I exactly. suppose. Exactly. Yes yeah, I guess <clears throat> I guess. I just it sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> I think it's an amazing idea. I think I think in this era of personal responsibility, I think this should be a thing. I really do. because <laughs> <It's laughs> everyone. So responsible. <laughs> Everyone is so responsible. So good morning. Welcome again to another tantalizing edition of Titalizing. the good, Tantalizing edition of the Good, the Bad and the Streaming. Coming to you live from the mighty Stampshire arms, adjacent to downtown Racine, Wisconsin. No. You'll get it? It's fine. We'll work on it. I said adjacent. Yeah, we're not adjacent though, because West Racine is adjacent to Uptown. That's see, adjacent to downtown. Yeah, you see, last time we got together, and I said adjacent. You were like, "Oh, look, you finally got it right." No, and no, now no, you're no, no. Like, I didn't say you got it right. I said eh, it's close enough. <laughs> I did not want to harp in, on it anymore. In the vent, in the general proximity of downtown Racine, Wisconsin. Yeah, there you go. That's fine. I guess we'll just go with it. On the old dusty trail. Yeah, it's like saying, "It's Racine. like oh, we're over at oh. Alan's house." Um, you know, in, uh, in Shorewood. <laughs> it's not that far. Yeah. It's not that far. I can, it, I can see Racine from your house. It's like, well, it's right Racine. there. Well, then why is this a problem? Because you say downtown Racine. That's not downtown Racine. <laughs> downtown Racine isn't much to look at. I'm trying. No, to, no I'm downtown trying to, Racine is very nice. I'm trying to paint a you visual picture for like the people. a block outside of downtown Racine, then it's not much to look at. Downtown Racine, is that where they have the venerable maps and mats store? Yeah, Dover flag and map. Yeah, flag and map. Yeah, you need a flag. That's a great store. Need a map. No, I'm saying how, how many dedicated maps and flag <laughs> stores do you do you see? Especially Well, now. there's a reason for that though. <clears throat> hey, it's still surviving. It
1: also right? is great for theater things. Yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> like, oh man, I need a flag of uh Albany from nineteen twenty seven. <laughs> There and it is. Now, you know the only way this would be better is if the guy that worked there was like 102 years old. <laughs> and he was like, flag from Albany? 1922? Yes, that's what you want. 1922? I got 1924. I got 1918. Take your oh, pick. Well, I'll take the 1918. I mean, that would be amazing. <laughs> it would, there's cats there, so I can't really go Aww. into for very long. We, years and years ago. Years and years ago, Jody and I uh, were taking a tour of the Garment District in New York. And we were mm-hmm. having a, a grand old time. And, and, and our buddy there who was is, who is taking us around, said, oh, we got, I got to take you to this one store. You're going to love it. And it's a button store. Ooh. That is cool. And it was like four stories and endless, endless rows of boxes of buttons. Just nothing but buttons. Everywhere. Buttons. Every, just And that's all they sold. Not fasteners. Not zippers. Not just just, pins. Just buttons. Just buttons. Mm. And... It was amazing, and it was beautiful, and it was just like this simplicity of purpose store, Yeah. and I was walking around with Jody, and we were giggling, because we were young newlyweds. And then you have this idea that, like, I'm going to change all of the buttons in my clothes. No, no, <laughs> not, no, no, that's not where the story goes. Oh. The story goes is because Jody was singing, and so I started to sing along with her, and all of a sudden, from behind us, you hear this this, this ancient man say, you should sing all your life. <laughs> And I turned around and it was the tiniest little Jewish man that you've ever seen. And he had his yarmulke on and he had these these entirely thick glasses and he had this vest that was covered in nothing but multicolored buttons. And it was just what do you say at that point? You just agree. Yes, yes, sir. You agree. (laughs) And then he turned around and he walked away. And did you ever see him again? No. Like he wasn't part of the story. I think he was a ghost. That's cool. I I I that was like my Scooby Doo moment but in McButtonton. Yeah. The the ghost of the button store, McButtonberg or something McButtonberg. <laughs> I have no idea. He's Irish and Jewish. <laughs> McButtonberg, McButtonberg. <laughs> hey. Stumpy McButtonberg <laughs> because he was small. Uh, so today, kids, we have Felicia with us Hi. Uh, for the first time in a blue moon, hey. and um, so blame her for the episodes that have posted recently. Oh, and not mm-hmm. Terrible. terrible. Yep. Uh, no, you we're, know we're a crack organization here.
1: <laughs> so these there's a learning
0: curve. Well, you know what? You know what? Though? <laughs> so so they, a couple people posted like, oh, I can't watch or listen to the rest of. Um, uh, uh, the the ultra carbon episode and they're all upset. Yep. And at first I'm like, oh well, that sucks. And then I went, oh oh, people are listening. People are listening. <laughs>
2: Well, that is what we need to do. We need
0: to post part of the episode so uh, to it was a we got more traffic to to <laughs> Facebook page in the past week <laughs> to assuage your fear of about this. We are going to be looking into it and see if we can't uh, post the rest of that episode for you. Uh, Alicia also wrote to me this past week, uh, a listener, oh, saying that yeah, um, I don't know who she is. She she was kind of uh, she wanted to yell at me. She wanted to yell at you a little yeah, bit. That's she fine. wanted to yell at because, as as she put it, you know, one of the things about altered carbon is you got to actually pay attention to it. Yeah, but you have to want the... to. That's <laughs> that's what's difficult. <laughs> it's not that I don't pay attention. I have to want to pay attention. <laughs> um. I see now. Now, and I, and I could—I kind of stood up for you because I don't think that it is a show that you necessarily need to pay intrinsic attention to. And then she kind of countered with the fact that, well, I read the book. So, but the thing uh, is, is that the show changes a lot from the book. Yeah. So, you know, if you really want to get those intricacies, you know. But here, here's the thing, Alicia. Yeah, Alicia, and 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 I'm gonna <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give you a little bit of a behind the scenes. Wait a minute. We've um, got to be careful, though, because she's like just one person hold that's second. Well, she's like one of two people that listen. I understand. Do I know this, Alicia? I don't think you do. Oh. I feel um, like I should. Um, well, you should. And, and, and we'll, well, you know, Alicia, next time you're in Milwaukee or adjacent or in the proximity of downtown Racine, Wisconsin. <laughs> which is next to downtown Racine. Well, you, you guys should. Fuck. <laughs> you should come in for a live show. Um, anyway, um, it, it's, it's not like we sit here and take notes when we watch these
2: <laughs>
0: no, you know, um, we are too old and and too crotchety to sit here and do homework for this show. We watch it, we report it, and 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 we laugh about it. That that's really the formula <laughs> yeah. that's worked for us going on three years now. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, that's where that comes from. And well, and and to that end, um, we have to make a retraction. What right. was your retraction? So um, I got called out. Because we were talking last time about the Nick Cage episode, mm-hmm. and we were talking about oh, Con yeah. Air. You, you, you screwed up with Tiny, didn't you? Yeah, apparently because yeah. because it was all swan song for for um, um I, I think we kept saying Michael Clark Duncan, right? When that's not the case, that was Bing Rames, right? And Michael Clark Duncan was in the Green Mile. They were not in the same. They're not the same person. No. Um, what so. you're saying is you think all black people look the same. No, I just think Ving Rhames and uh, Michael, Michael Clark, Clark Duncan, Duncan don't look anything alike. And I'm uh, terrible at this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's I like I mean. that
1: we have maybe enough listeners that we're going to get called out. On our I know, show. but
0: <laughs> you know it's what? We, the, the three we have are vocal. <laughs> if, if we <laughs> if we had to sit here and do retractions on everything that we got wrong, I mean, we, like, we would have to have an extra show each week that are just like retractions and corrections. Yeah, on, but you know what? I'll take it because if people are pointing things out on Facebook, it, one they're listening, and two, like it brings attention to the page, right? Yeah. Okay, like so if guys- people connect with the page more, it gets shown to more people. If 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 we fuck something up, let us know. On the Facebook page, Um, mostly it's Nate's fault, but you know, (laughs) make sure. This is probably mostly true. Also, maybe
1: he's doing it on purpose for marketing. (laughs) Yeah, you know what?
0: I really, really liked Oceans 14. (laughs) (laughs) It was fantastic, and my favorite part about Oceans uh, 14 was watching Nick Cage. Get involved with Penelope Cruz. I would so watch that. <laughs> yeah. I would so like watch a bastard hybridization of Vanilla Sky in The Ocean's movies with Penelope Cruz and Tom. Oh, Tom. Um, Tom. Uh, Tom. Uh, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom. No. No. The Tom pre- Hiddleston. No. There's Tom, another Tom. Tom Duncan. No. Give me another one. Tom Sanchez. Give me another one. <laughs> Tom Peterson. No. He's uh. the short one. He was in. He was in Top Gun. Tom Cruise. Yes, Tom Cruise. I would watch that like if he were the bad guy in, in Ocean's 14. I think, okay, so Tropic Thunder. That was the, be- that was the role the I best loved him Tom the most Cruise. It's the only ever. Tom Cruise movie. Taps and that are the two movies that I've ever seen. And then when he dances at the end. Oh, man.
2: What? <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was just for us. So what are we talking about today, Nick? We're going to talk about the Ocean series, which is all available on Netflix right now. And I was really excited when that happened. Um I like the Ocean series. Uh, so do I. So and, do I. Um, and so I saw all three of them. And I'm sure it's, it's somewhat in anticipation because there's um, Ocean 8. a fervor Ocean's again 8. because of uh, Ocean's 8 you know, being yep. released soon yep. in June. Um, which is funny that they give the females the lesser number. I'm a little concerned about well, that. I, I Honestly, I think it's because you don't need as many. Oh, hey, there you so go. they're I mean, smarter. W- women get shit done. I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot of us. Yeah. But women get shit done. So, it, yeah, it's true. Well, we're useless. We yeah. all know well, that. Well, pretty much. That's <laughs> we, why it takes we, 13 of us to get something. You know. <laughs> we have to keep adding one All right. every time we do well, something else. Well, you know, it's else. like when you're over at the house and Jody says, hey, go get hot dogs. I'm like, all right. Well, come on, Nate. Let's go get hot dogs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, well isn't, well, isn't Al coming? <laughs> Yeah, Rich, you want to come too? <laughs> By the time we have a packed car to get one pack of hot dogs, and we're in the grocery store for about an hour and a half. Speaking of packed cars, nothing to do with Ocean's Eleven, but it could be a scene. <laughs> I stopped at the Quick Trip up here on Highway 20. The Quick to get Trip? Him. The Quick Trip. I loved the Quick Trip. It's uh-huh. like my favorite thing about Wisconsin. And this this like Chevy Suburban pulls up, mm-hmm. and it has a a trailer behind it. And it says something like, Greendale Tumbling Squad. What? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Did they tumble out? They better have tumbled out. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The car opens up, and all of these girls start coming out. Mm -hmm. And like in my head, I'm hearing the Russian saber dance. Because it was like a fucking clown car. Is that the name of the dance? Yeah, I don't know. There was the name of the song. I didn't know it had a name. Well, so but but this was this thing. This is like girl after girl after girl after, girl after girl after girl after girl after girl after girl after girl. I mean, it was like it was like watching the circus and just like watching all these little clowns. But it was all these thirteen and fourteen year old girls just like popping out of the out of this car. And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, like they're they had to be stacked in there somehow because yeah. it's only like an eight or nine seat well, they vehicle. All like lay on each other's laps. Well, and I, I know. But then the hilarious thing was, I like, go inside. And and it must have been like new employee orientation day at the quick trip because the poor people behind the counter just had this look like they were under uh-huh. assault.
2: <laughs> it was
0: like Tet all of a sudden. And they were just like, oh, my God, they're all going to want m It wouldn't matter how trained I was. If like 15 <laughs> high school girls <laughs> that were all gymnasts came in at the same time, I'd freak out too. Because <laughs> I don't know. We don't have Frappuccinos. You know, I don't, we, we don't have Takis. I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, that's... Oh, okay. So we should mention, before we get started on all of this, uh, the remake series that hit in uh, 2001, 2004, 2007. These are all essentially spiritual remakes to the 1960 movie, Ocean's Eleven, starring Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, Joey Bishop... Uh, Peter Lawford. I mean, this was a star-studded movie. And movie history and apocrypha tells us that um, this movie actually just comes about because Sinatra wants to spend time in Vegas with his buddies. (laughs) So this is where the famous summits come from, where um, he and Sammy Davis and Dean Martin – are at the sands all night, you know, doing these legendary comedy bits and 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 variety bits, mm-hmm. and so they do this all night and then they go to 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 film someplace early in the morning and it's just a twenty four hour party for these guys they they move the shooting schedule around them, so wherever they're performing that's where they're going to shoot the next day, which is why a lot of the uh, movie kind of jumps around um you can tell that these are tired, tired men in a lot of scenes, especially Joey Bishop, especially Peter Lawford, because these are these are the guys who weren't actually um, performing. They were just kind of out carousing most of the time. <laughs> so you can tell that these are some, some tired dudes. Um, the old movie holds up. You know? it's, it's vile and sexist and racist in many points because it's 1960 and that's what's going to happen. Uh, but it still holds up. Uh, it 's still a heist movie it 's still Danny Ocean uh this time he is uh an old army sergeant and he 's getting his 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 uh, troops together to pull off this one big heist and they and they they go to knock off a lot of these uh hotels on the strip. Um, the heist is successful the heist is successful. Cesar Romero is also in this movie as kind of another as Duke Santos, another high roller kind of criminal in the area and, and uh, the casino owners go to Duke to say hey can you get us our money back and uh, so he starts to get on the case and um, one thing leads to another and one of their one of their uh, compatriots in, in the crime in the heist uh, ends up dying and hmm. um, so they think okay well this is how we're going to get the money out of Vegas we're going to put it in the coffin it's going to fly home and then we'll just go to meet the coffin and we'll get all the money out and everything will be great so they go to the funeral with the with, uh, with with the uh, with the guy and the widow, and there goes the coffin and the money right into the incinerator. For <laughs> and so there's a great uh, end scene to this where they're all kind of walking down the strip and they're walking by all the casinos and they're all dejected because the, you know this great heist goes off, all the money goes up in smoke and they walk by billboards that are actually have their names on them,
2: the actors' <laughs> names, Ocean's
0: Eleven starred, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and Sam. it's a great little movie. It's not a cinematic masterpiece of any time. It's not, it's not great cinema. It's a boys' club movie. It's very much yeah. a boys' club movie. But it's a boys' cl- it's a heist movie, you know, you, you can see this in heist movies in the, in the 60s. Um, the heist the, that's successful but doesn't pay off. You know, mm-hmm. because ho- Hollywood's not going to let anybody get away with it. Now, this ending is better than the original ending that was planned, where they were all going to get in a plane and die. There was going to be a <laughs> plane crash, and they were going to die. So, you know, so much for that. That that was seen as too much of a of a bummer. But it's fun to see. No, them- that's not a that's bummer, not a right? bummer. Um, so it's fun to see the heist go off without a hitch, but then them not profit from it. You know, that's that's the whole thing there. Yeah. Um, so it's only natural, really, that when you got somebody like George Clooney and, and Brad Pitt who are kind of looked at in the early 2000s as the new rat pack. Yeah. And these are the, these are the bros and the guys they are chummy all over Hollywood that somebody comes up with this idea and says, Hey, why don't you do a remake of this? Why don't you, why don't you hit this? And I guess Steven Soderbergh is uh, pretty chummy with these guys. The, 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 the script comes up and gets offered to Bruce Willis of all people it would have been an entirely different movie <laughs> yeah it would have um and and really it it lands in the lap of this charisma beast that is george clooney well you know so what the first uh, what the first Love 11 1960 had is that these all these guys were they were buddies right and so the yeah. charisma on state on, on screen was i mean it was, uh, you can um, tell yeah absolutely you can tell there was an and, actual friendship there <clears throat> yeah that you saw and and whether they, they were at this point or not in 2001, I'm not sure. But it felt like everybody on stage was buddies with each other. They, they, they portray know, that very well. They, they reproduced that, that chumminess, that buddiness really well. Well, they, they, they reproduce it off stage too. Uh, there are lots of stories about these guys hanging out in casinos in Vegas during the filming of this, and you know, showing up late to set and, and losing days of shooting because they're all out doing whatever the hell they want. And they can't, because <laughs> what are you going to say, <coughs> right? Exactly. George Clooney and Brad Pitt, right? Hey, uh, you're late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, you're probably all right, being... cool. Well, let's start. Yeah. <laughs> You know and obviously uh, the the camaraderie works so well that they, they you know they made a, tw- a, a twelfth a second and a third um, and and you know maybe the scripts aren't as 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 clean I think as the first one definitely not as tight but the the, the dialogue and the connection with them is still still fantastic to watch right right you know I, and I, I I did research kids I looked up as best I could. On on dialogue with these movies and, and writing with this these movies to find out how much of this was scripted mm-hmm. versus how much of this was improv. Um, apparently a lot of the stuff with Topher Grace and outer and the out of control Topher Grace character <laughs> in the second one. In the second one. Right? Yeah. Well and, and the first one. He and Holly Combs show up as yeah. you know bratty, bratty little stars learning how yeah. to play poker from Rusty <laughs> in the first movie. <laughs> my 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 uh, my accountant says I have to pay you by check. Is that all right? <laughs> that pay that okay? by check. That's <laughs> no, okay. We'll just keep it the way it is. We'll just catch the spot. <laughs> Um, Topher makes another appearance um, in, in in Ocean's Twelve as an out of control Topher craze. Yeah, where, <laughs> just the look on his face, Man, and Topher, I, and I love it. It's a shirt that says "Your boyfriend wants me," <laughs> like, like it's little things. <laughs> right. But apparently, those scenes were in, entirely off the cuff and entirely, um, entirely improvised. Uh, a lot of other famous shots in in these movies also come off very improvised. Um, or, or apparently, were improvised. Rather, sorry, um, but no. The banter very tightly scripted. The um, the interaction very tightly scripted, and, and I think it works. So, um, and there's a lot that, that that there's a lot of dialogue that's unsaid, right? Oh yeah. That's, there's a lot of um, it, it's uh, you know one character will say something, the other one won't even reply. And then they'll continue on with the conversation. Yeah. But yeah. there's so much that was said by not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that in all three of these. Oh, yeah. And that speaks yeah. a lot to how they can connect with each other. Yeah. Yeah. It also does a very good job of showing the relationship that these characters have. Yeah, Which you don't get other other. Players. I
1: especially felt like that about like um, Danny and Rusty's characters. They have mm-hmm. a lot of that that they just don't respond. Which actually is funny because you can't n- not sit in front of the TV and watch these movies for that reason. Like, if you're moving around doing other things, you're not going to...
0: Oh, yeah. Like, it's kind of like a mild Shawshank suck, right? Like, like you're turned through the channels and it pops out, and You're like, oh, all right, I'll watch this. This isn't a very long movie. Right. Yeah, no, it's fine. And and you're not watching it for the plot or the story. No. You're watching it for the character mm-hmm. interactions. Because they're cool. Yeah, yeah, everybody's just cool. That's just that's the thing. Everybody in this movie is cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody in these movies are cool. And, and some of them are cool in their own way. Some of them not so much, but we all kind of laugh when Eddie Azard shows up as Roman. You know, we all. He's terrible. (laughs) I really like him, but he's terrible. Um, It's like I feel like there's a like a cue card just off the camera that he's kind of constantly looking at to to know what his lines are. Yeah, well, that's probably not too far from the truth. (laughs) I mean, if you think about it. If you think about it, you get a guy like Eddie Azard in for the day to shoot some scenes. What else, what else are you going to do? Yeah, that's really? true. Eddie, did you read the script? <laughs> uh, there was a script. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't uh, see a script. I was I was uh, dead at the time. <laughs> <laughs> dead at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, wh- what? No, you're not. You're not playing this in a dress, Eddie. Oh, well, I was going to play it in a dress. That's the way I swear, play these things in a dress. <laughs> um. But, but anyway, we'll hold the cue cards over here. Oh, that's right. It's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love, can you bring that in a little a little closer, please? <laughs> Thank you. Um so the first movie. Yeah. First movie is the well, closest, pretty much almost a straight up remake, yeah. really. Um, except it's it's well, it's three casinos instead of like five. Right. Right. And they're all I mean, it was the first one they were all owned by one person? No, they were all they were right. owned by different so, different. so they have they have a they have a um, and they have a uh, uh, antithesis uh um that's what i'm looking for terry benedict yeah yeah no, i know there's a there's a word for that emesis that's it Thanks that's the it. word i'm looking for there you go. so uh terry benedict owns um owns a giant casino and for whatever reason all this money is going into this one casino because that's because smart <laughs> because that's the way it goes <laughs> um but it's the casino that has the most secure, secure vault right. ever created, right? Right. And so the the plan is we're going to knock out Terry's casino, we're going to take a bunch of money, and then we find out that um, that Danny is a he's just a world class thief. That's who he is, and he has friends that he starts to recruit for this world class thieving. Um, they apparently have history, as 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 prior noted. We we talk about the banter. We talk. There about are the twelve of them. Or 11 of them. Yes,
1: 11. This time.
0: This time is it 11. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they planned that. I know. <laughs> right. How lucky. I, like, if they had chosen to do, uh, you know, Ocean 7... But they had 11. 12. <laughs> that would have been unfortunate. See, then you could have called it Ocean Seven Eleven. Ooh, so you get a Slurpee at the end. There it you.
1: is funny though in this movie, they're like 10's probably enough, right? That's one of the lines, yeah. and he's like eleven. You think 11? eleven? Okay. That's, yeah. that's one of the
2: moments I'm talking
0: about. Where there was a, con- there was a, well, a whole page of dialogue, and, and only one person and talking. And that's the scene where where Pitt is looking all strung out, and he's just like laying on the on the on, yeah. on the table, and it's like eleven. You're thinking eleven. Yeah okay we should get eleven. <laughs> and it's just there, um, so um, he, we get we get our eleven crew together. They all have uh, very special assignments to to get to the vault, um, and a lot of the buildup of the movie is is getting these guys together, getting the financing, starting to get glimpses of the plan that you're never fully revealed. Um, and then we find out that maybe this isn't the reason. You know, the reason to hit this casino might be a little different because mm-hmm. Danny's Danny's ex-wife is is now uh, involved with Terry Benedict, and she's the art curator at a uh, at the casino. Because really, when I think casinos <laughs> in Vegas in I, the early two thousands, I think fine art. I and- don't know. Do they did they have art galleries then? I mean, uh, if they had art galleries, there would be an art curator, mm-hmm. right? But you know we're 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 led to believe that she is like this really good good art art, art yeah. curator that would maybe work someplace like I don't know New York mm-hmm. or Chicago or at least the Ram you know right whereas the mm-hmm. Ram no what I'm, I'm gonna be <laughs> here in Vegas in you know and not only that but we find out that, that Benedict pretty much treats her like shit. Yeah. I mean, he's a slime ball. I don't care how charming he is to anybody. Yeah, you know. Well, he's up uh, for him. Andy Garcia does a very good job of of having this guy just ooze menace and schlock. Yeah, and even when he's being nice, mm-hmm. right? So even though you know he's, you're, you're, you're kind of looking and you're like, really, Julia Roberts? You can't do better than Terry Benedict? <laughs> like, really? Yeah, I suppose that's kind of a far. That, was, that was a little weird, you know. Thing. It's not not to mention. I think Garcia is short as fuck.
1: I know. I love that. I mean,
0: he's like your size.
1: I know, but I love that he is able to pull off all that power and menace it's a and just being, complex. yeah, a tiny well, man. Well, he's got
0: this gut punch, too, that <laughs> yeah. he kind of leans it out every so often in, in his scenes where he's got that big cigar and he's like, Rrr. yeah. But then you see Julia Roberts next to him and it's like, yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> I just so, don't get that. So, what is I mean, what is it? Power I and money. I, I guess, but she doesn't seem like the person that would. But see, but then there you go. Is it that she is 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 it that she is shallow enough to want to be with Terry because he's rich and powerful and that he has all of this art, or did he charm her some other way?
1: No, I think she just is really attracted to danger. That's well, why she's with she, all yeah, these dangerous Yeah, just
0: really inherently flawed, right? Because the guys she's with are really actually terrible <laughs> yes. guys. Oh no, they are right. right? Well, Absolutely, Danny. As much as he's a, he's kind of a nice guy, he's like he's in a, he's stealing how many millions of dollars oh, from yeah. people, yeah. and you right? don't and know. he's putting his entire life and her life. In criminal risk, and you don't know what he's done before. No, but you get the impression that whatever it was was pretty serious because he's just getting out of the joint. Yeah. You know, because you got the whole. Well, no, they thing. say what he said. Remember, he stole the ink and burial. Oh, masks. right, right, right. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, his history. I mean, because right. that, that's not the last thing. That's not the only. Sure, thing I'm sure there's that. tons right behind that because. And, and, and as you get further along in the series, you, you understand that there's a code of honor, and that he's learned from the best, and that he's been all over the world learning his craft and, his, and whatnot. But at this point, and maybe there's something really nice about maybe like she doesn't see the shitty parts of Terry, and that's the whole point. Maybe they could have done more with that. Like when he's around her, then she, he's a little bit different person. Like he's right? a nicer person. It's it's not that I don't like Garcia in the role because I think he yeah. does the role very well, but I think you could have had a better actor. Or a different actor in the role yeah. to make that pairing make sense a little bit more. Because when we eventually get to the reveal that he doesn't care about anything but money, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, duh. We could have told you that, Julia Roberts. I mean, right. look at the guy. You know what? I, you, and you go to 12 and 13 because he's in both of those. Yeah. And I think he's softened up a bit. Like, he he developed well, he, him a little bit more. And yeah. you could see, like, okay, I could like this guy. He's not a terrible person, but he's he, you know, has to break people's knees because they're not paying him money. But he's apologizing as he does it. Like... And so maybe if that Terry well, when he Benedict When on Oprah. Right. <laughs> right. So maybe if that Terry Benedict there was a little more of that in 11 then then we could have bought it. Right? So yeah. the heist goes off with with a hitch. We I mean, there's a there's a catch me in, in the in the heist, mm-hmm. but you find out eventually that the catch me was all planned because that's what they do. Yeah. Um and, and and by the end of the movie Danny's able to get away with the money, he's able to get away with the girl. And he's able to get away, essentially. Um, until? Until. But, you know, you, you end the first movie on a much bigger note than you do the 1960 movie. Because, one, they actually get away with everything. Yeah. Uh, two, it's a much bigger crime. It's a much more involved, you know, overly clever, overly complicated heist plot. Um, it's one of those plots that you look at and there's any one of a hundred things that could go wrong to make it all fall to shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there there are a lot of things about the first movie that you, you, you're into because it's sleek, it's sexy, it's cool, it's clever. But then when you sit back and you go, huh, well, you know. Well, you know, but that's not, it's the same reason. That's not why you watched the first Ocean's Eleven. Oh, sure. And that's sure. not why you watch this Ocean's Eleven. No, no, no. The reason why you watch it is because it's cool. Yeah. It's the heist movie. And it's easy as shit to watch.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... When you look at the movie, the, the, the few things about the movie that really stand out to me that would have made things different, right? Um, Bernie Mac was not original. It
1: was originally, originally supposed to
0: be yeah. it. It Supposed to be Danny Glover. I don't think that would have But gone here's to the thing. thing. But here's the reason, right? Danny yeah. Glover is supposed to be Frank Caldwell. And Luke and Owen Wilson are supposed to be the brothers.
2: Interesting.
0: Aside from, from uh, Casey Affleck and Scott Camp. Oh, uh huh. But they all they all got cast in the Royal Tenenbaums. Bombs. Oh. So they all go to do this Wes Anderson movie. And so we need to we the, the replacements that are picked up. I I I like these replacements though. I think they they add a balance to the overall cast so that others wouldn't have. I, I don't like Scott in this movie. I don't like Scott you don't? in this movie. No. I Casey Affleck I can take or leave because I think that's just kind of a it's not a, it's not a very developed role at this point. Sure, it's never a developed role in any of the movies, but oh. it's not a very developed role at mm-hmm. this point. Um, and the role of Frank is odd. The what the role of Frank is just odd. Isn't yeah, it, I well, oh, yeah. you don't like Bernie Mac to begin with. Well, though. no, no, no. It's not. It's not because I don't care for Bernie Mac as a comedian, or or I don't care for Bernie Mac as a as a as a um actor actor. Thank you. It's that. Like when he's when he goes to negotiate for the vans, and there's that whole there's that whole speech about him moisturizing and, and the, what moisturizer you use on the hands, and he's holding the hands of the of the guy. I'm yeah. not sure how that scene's supposed to be playing. Is he supposed to be? Is it supposed to be charged with homoerotic intent? So the guy isn't is. Is freaked out is it supposed to be menace where he's crushing the guy's hand what what is the yeah. idea there? I, don't, I' I just got the feeling it's, that it's just, just meant to be weird and uncomfortable scene. like that's the whole purpose of it is so okay. that that guy felt as weird and uncomfortable as we did. Okay, right? Okay, I can accept that as an Bec- answer. Because, because I think if you pull the homoerotic direction, well, then it's very directed, mm-hmm. right? Or if you, you pull the intimidation, it's very directed. Mm-hmm. And someone can sort of withstand that because they know what direction this is going. But if I'm a salesman and that's the response I get from <laughs> someone, yeah, I'll sell you whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Just get out yeah. of yeah. here. you leave me alone. <laughs> I
1: do agree, though, that that character doesn't seem to tie into the group as well as everyone else. Yeah,
0: It, it he, he almost seems to be... I mean, I get it. Frank's there to be a distraction, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know that part of the plan, of course, goes off without a hitch. Um, well, I you know I, I think it, uh, to prevent the movie though from being four and a half to five hours long, I would have liked to see um, a little bit of of where these people met, like yeah. where they connected to each other, connected or, or or where the skill comes from, right? Because you like there are, there are guys in the there are guys in this in the story like Livingston Dell. You get it. He's the tech guy. Yeah. Right. Um, the the acrobat, you get it. He's the acrobat. You need a you need a second story man. You need somebody who can who can do that? Right. Well, the, and he was the only one that got a little bit of backstory where they found him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they they needed an acrobat, so they went to the circus. Yeah. Because he they saw this guy at some point. And they're like, here, look at him. And they're like, yeah, great. And then he does his flip. And like, oh, and apparently that's exactly how he was cast. Is that? <laughs> was it? Yeah. Is that Soderbergh saw him at the uh, Chinese acrobat. <laughs> um, in Vegas and said, so, "Hey, can we get him?" Because so never they basically acted just stole the actual story and put exactly. it in the movie. Well, that's exactly. fantastic. But I think he was so the only well. one I think that got some sort of uh history, mm-hmm. you know. And everyone mm-hmm. else, and maybe that's good, right? Because maybe we don't need to necessarily know where they're connected. Because if they, if we did, and they spent a little bit showing us the connection in their past. We, we wouldn't have as much movie on the other end, and we'd all be sitting here talking about how we don't really care about how they got yeah. together, and we just wanted to get to the point. No, I th- I think you're right. I think I think that the, the I think that they did right by focusing on the heist, and they mm-hmm. and they did right by focusing there. But then there were odd places where you had backstory, and you had that exposition that was like, okay, well, let's get back to the heist. Right. When are we going to see the heist? Let's get to the fireworks factory. Well, <laughs> and and that's what happened in Oceans Twelve, <laughs> right. right? Is you had they they. We into the backstory between rusty and um uh that horrible person uh isabel uh and yeah. zeta jones and i didn't care no like i didn't care I that much about it and, yeah. and that's with danny and um tess tess they didn't show much of their right. past or mm-hmm. history you just they accepted that they they were together and so we accepted that they were together and they didn't have to prove it. And with the second one, they had to prove it with Rusty and Isabel. And I'm like, it's fine. Just tell me that's what the case is, and right. I'll buy it, and let's get on with it. Right. Um, Oceans 12 ramps things up a little bit. Um, Benedict has caught up mm-hmm. with um, with Danny and Tess. And because he's caught up with Danny and Tess, that means he's caught up with pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. And so he's, he's given them this edict that, okay, you're going to – you're going to give me X millions of dollars or I'm going to – that's it. It's game over.
1: Right.
0: So now he's part of the gang kind of, um, but not really. <laughs> no, and you don't know. Who's the 12th? Is it Benedict? Is it Tess? I'm, I'm, guessing, it's Tess. I'm think, guessing it's Tess. I'm guessing it's Tess. Um or is it Isabel? No. No, it's not Isabel. Thank God. Um, so the the Ocean's 12 takes us to Europe. Mm-hmm. Takes us all over Europe, as a matter of fact, and um, they are going to steal a Fabergé egg because, hey, that's what you do. Um, in, in, in so doing, in doing so, or in, in, in going to Europe and starting to to they 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 first construct this heist, very interesting heist, where they have to raise an entire Italian villa to uh, to break into it properly. Mm-hmm. T- um, a, uh, <laughs> what did they call the What did they call the the scam? I can't because obviously everything they do has a name, right? And I really want to know. I want to find a <laughs> professional thief to let me know. Are these all real? Well, they, they, there's there's a great article that goes into um, in Ocean's Thirteen where they start talking about a lot of the language that they use, like the Gilroy and stuff like yeah. that. Gilroy is just the name of their foley artist, <laughs> and,
2: and, that's, and that's
0: where that came. So I'm sure that that's where a lot of this comes from. Um, they, they, they go to, to, to break into this safe that is thought to be fairly tamper-proof, whatever. They, they raise an entire villa to make a crossbow shot so they can zip line over to it. They open it up, and it's already been robbed. And they've got another nemesis. And they have another nemesis. So now it becomes a dual race between they have to get money for Benedict, and now they're trying to fight against the Night Fox. Right. And that was the plan the whole time. But, but of course, our guys are clever, so... um, you know, they, they everything comes together in the end. Of course, I'm, I'm, spoilers, guys. They win all the time. It's just, it's just, it's <laughs> they you don't watch to, these though. movies, yeah, uh, to to watch them lose. Um, the second one is is sloppy. It's still fun, yeah, but it's really sloppy. Well, they 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 went <laughs> so they had the 1st were like, well, this is really great. No one really cared about the plot, so let's just write some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. They're, 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 this. Well, whereas the first one was a bunch of cool people in in an interesting situation with a lot of witty dialogue, this one almost seemed to be, let's put a lot of beautiful people in exotic locations and see what yeah. happens. Um, there are some funny bits here and there. I, I'm not going to take away from it. I still enjoy it as a movie. I st- I yeah. I mean, is it, is it worthy of the canon? You know, who cares? It's a, <laughs> it's a heist movie, right? Yeah. Um there is a rather the 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 payoff scene for this one is kind of funny because you have Julia Roberts playing Tess playing Julia Roberts and then Bruce Willis to be who is in supposed the first one supposed to be Danny Ocean oh. in the first movie. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even realize that until you pointed that yeah. out a little bit ago. Yeah, that makes I mean, that, it's, that, it's, makes, it's, that it's, makes that moment even better. Even better, um, but it's it's really funny to watch Bruce Willis play. This version of himself, which according to most people who have worked with him, is pretty close to who the dude is. You know, to sit here and go through everything in that second movie would be really. We don't don't have to. We don't have to. I mean, they're really all three of them are basically the same movie. Yeah, right. With a few character changes and and maybe a little bit of story, but it's all a bit. uh, You know, a big group of people. That are trying to steal something from someone else while someone else is trying to stop them. And they win in the end.
1: I do have to say that the thing that bothered me about the second one is that I feel like they did where they were just like, let's use the same exact plot device where we kind of tell them a kind of plan. And then at the end, we reveal a big, like, there's
0: parts a secret.
1: Yeah. And I was like, well, you already did that. And so I didn't want you to do it again.
0: Yeah. But, like, I was okay with it because I saw the first one and I was like, this is awesome. And then the second one, I'm like, well, I really just want more of the first one, just a little different. Now, what I liked about the second one, though, was the whole thing where Linus is insisting to be more a part of what's going <laughs> on, and so they go, they go to the, the to the meeting with Matsui, oh, yeah. <laughs> played by the great Robbie Coltrane, right? And Lost, they call it the Lost in Translation. Yes, right. yes, and it's 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 to die for. It's just because they're just spouting nonsense at one another, (laughs) and then all of a sudden, Linus... Just, what is it, why do birds suddenly appear or something Right. Like that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and everybody looks really offended. Well, and that's that's so beautiful because that shows how good they are, how right. easy it is for them to do this. And and, it, and the whole scene there is, is exists just to fuck with Linus, which is the beautiful thing. In the middle yeah. of all of this, they no. have time to fuck with <laughs> Linus, which Actually, I thought was just beautiful.
1: I was thinking about characters with backstories. And he is actually one that has a little bit of a backstory. Does, we get he? to know a little bit more. And that's as why I love his full, character. Right. Yeah. yeah. In,
0: in the second one, though, we still don't know a lot about him. We just know that they know his parents and right. that's about it. And that he's a pickpocket.
1: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: But that's it. But I suppose that's about as much as we find out from, from yeah. the acrobatic. Yeah. Right? Um, so, I mean, Ocean's 12 is a regurgitation of Ocean's 13 with in some slight differences. And that's okay for me. Yeah. You know, I, I don't mind it because I just wanted more of the same. Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. That that's what this is. This is the this is almost the bonus section of the DVD. This is yeah. just getting more of the first and not having to invest yourself. And I and I think maybe that's where the you know, it wasn't as 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 It was not reviewed nearly as positively, Mm -hmm. and it's not. When you when you stand it up against the first one, it's not as good of a movie. No, but I I, I definitely think that this is the fan service movie. This is just like we're going to give you, we're just going to give you these guys a little little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, here's somebody else pretty to look at. So have some fun. The hair of the dog is what it is. (laughs) Um, I I think the thing about uh, the the shoehorn plot in here with um, the shoehorn plot the shoehorn plot with um, with Isabel with her oh. father oh yeah, yeah yeah and she's a cop and her father you know at the by the end her father <laughs> turns out to be the world's greatest thief that everybody bows their knee to mm-hmm. and whatnot you know that that to me was the lazy part that to me was the you know shut the hell up that I, yeah. don't, I don't need those part I really don't care I think they learned their lesson when they move on to 13 I think so cuz that was that was too much i yeah. didn't care to have heart
1: no You know what, you guys say that, but at the end of Oceans Eleven, when Tess and Danny are out, there's like this fountain scene that's yeah, a huge but romantic. I think it was an homage a to the first scene. one, wasn't that,
0: it? That's more I think that's more of a Soderbergh says that he set everybody else. he said everybody up there and he says, Okay, you leave, you leave, now everybody else leave when you think it's the right time. And it's just a beautiful long shot of the fountain. I mean, yeah. it's just a it's a it's a well-composed shot, regardless of what movie it's in. It's a well-composed shot. And I think that there, I I understand where you're coming from, but that's just a glimpse of it. That's just like a, here, here you go. You can have this. Whereas it's an entire subplot in the second movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's like, you you really don't care. The romance in the third movie, the romance that they all have with Ruben is so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is an emotional gut punch. So we get to Ocean's 13. Well, in, in, because because in the in the third one, it's it's about someone that's part of their group. Right. The second one, this person that we're supposed to care about has nothing to do. Nothing with. Yeah. to do with anything. I mean, the, the only connection she really has is that she dated Rusty for a exactly. little bit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to care about it, right? And it's like even at the end, it's tacked on. Yeah. It it's feels like the movie on. ends. And I remember watching it this not too long ago, and in the like the movie ended, and then I go, Oh yeah, yeah, we got this part. <laughs> I got to get through. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Before I'm. Done well, and, and that's why I think Thirteen's interesting because 13 doesn't have either of them,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: and so. it's and, and there's a very passive line about both of you know, where the what the women are doing at this point, uh, later in the movie, but the, but 13. Better movie than 12, not quite as good as 11. Yeah, i agree. So, so 13 comes and it's talking about the mega casinos that are taking over and, and turning Vegas into a family destination rather than Vegas, what it is. And so Ruben, who's the old guy, you know, the guy who shook Sinatra's hand, which becomes a big thing. I shook Sinatra's yeah. hand. Um, <laughs> he throws in a bunch of money with, uh, with uh, banks. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 Willie Bank. That's yeah. It. yeah. Willy well, Bank. Al Pacino. Al Pacino is Willie Bank in in a, in a scenery chewing, over the top performance that he will not soon live down. Um, <laughs> uh, he's throwing in all this money with Banks. Um, he's having a good time because this the new Banks Casino is going to open. It's going to be the biggest, most gaudy thing on the Strip, and and Banks is a ruthless dude, and you know the, he's been. Um, Ruben's been warned about dealing with banks, and you know, you can't trust him, you can't do this. And, and of course, that's, it's proven to be. Um, he shoves Ruben out of the deal, and Ruben has a massive coronary and um, is, is left for dead. And of course, this, this assembles the old crew because they all owe Ruben there. You know, yeah. Ruben has a part of their lives. And we get quite a bit of backstory on, on the principles and what Ruben did for mm-hmm. each of them at one point or another. But there is, there is such a better love story here of these guys just they all really love and respect reuben so they agree that they're going to get reuben's money back and they're going to give give banks a black eye all at the same time so it's yet again we got another heist um this time the heist is much more straightforward um this they they bring terry benedict back in because of Apparently, the guy who's been trying to kill you for years is a good place to get financing for to do these sort of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you find out that um, you find out that Benedict doesn't like banks at all. Um, so he, they, 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 well, I feel like one
1: represents old Las Vegas and one represents new Las Vegas and he doesn't like new Las Vegas. I I,
0: I think that's kind of the intonation, but it, it, I don't know. It falls really oddly, you know, are you ready for this? I was born ready. Yeah. Um, (laughs) which is a fun scene, but Um, that's what I mean. That's the Terry Bennett that I think if it was in the first, the first movie, uh, A slightly more playful Terry Benedict. Yeah, I think we we would we would understand Tess's attraction to him, possibly, right? Possibly, but then still not like him because we still don't like him in the third one. No, no, right? No, no none of the people with money are. are are, are, are like it. and then oh by the way the night fox is back uh, um which is another really horribly tacked on um, yeah. plot for 13 just because we we have to make it as complicated as possible is what it gets mm-hmm. down to the other thing that that i thought of when watching this one is that doesn't everybody know who danny and rusty are by this point you so. so now that they're just sort of openly operating around this new casino you would think oh rusty of the thousand disguises okay well that gets you that gets you so far um and um, <laughs> but but if you're a casino owner and like like you should have um you know a, an action plan that if you see Danny Ocean, <laughs> yeah, anywhere <laughs> yeah, on the yeah, strip, yeah. someone's gonna get robbed. Well you get the idea that he's he's now a fixer and a handler or right. something, or that's his reputation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's like, Oh, I'm gonna bring a bunch of big guys into your casino and they're gonna spend a lot of money, so what are you gonna give to them? Exactly. And, I, and I get that. Yeah. I, I get all of that. But still wouldn't you think that Danny has, if you were Benedict, wouldn't you shout to everybody that you knew, hey, Danny Ocean, he's a shit, and he's going to steal everything out from yeah. under you, and don't come crying to me when he does? No. So these guys can operate openly all over Vegas. You know, and, and you get another one of those good lines about, you know, well, because I know all of the people you send know? after me, and they like <laughs> yeah. me more than they like you. <laughs> you know, so, okay, fine. You know, maybe that's a truism or something. But, um, so they're gonna they're gonna knock over Banks Casino, which now has the best security of anything everywhere. It's a smart AI learning security system um, that's been put in by uh, Mister Greco. Uh, so they have to call their friend Roman back, and um, Roman because Greco. Roman Greco, <laughs> you never went to boarding school, did you? Um, and, and Roman, who comes in to do the consult, just you know can't be done can't be done. Um <laughs> but he can just, do it just to show us how hard what it is because we're all idiots. So if you show us <laughs> that there's this big bank vault with a computer we're, we don't know how hard that is to break into. Well, this is 2007. So, right. right, this is 10 years ago. In te- uh, computer technology has advanced a lot in 10 sure, years. Sure, But 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 again, the whole the whole Roman's there just to explain it to us, really. Right. So right. so Roman makes his his cameo appearance that was contractually obligated from the first movie, <laughs> and he tells us all about why oh, Greco's evil and how this can't be done and blah blah blah. So th- we go through that. We also find out that Benedict wants, um, oh, oh um, Banks wins these diamond awards. Whenever he opens a new hotel, it's reviewed. And he gets a diamond award. And these diamonds are on display. And he's very, very covetous of these diamonds. So Benedict wants the diamonds, because he's that rueful. Well, bring me the diamonds, and the, the princess's head, and you know. Um, <laughs> so they have, to, they have to have a ploy to get the diamonds. Uh, the ploy to get the diamonds involves Banks' assistant, played by Ellen Barkin, um, who Linus ends up seducing to get to the diamonds. <laughs> and it's some of the funnier stuff in the movie, really. Because uh, Ellen Barkin... But this horrible, horrible fake nose. nose. Oh, yes. But the nose plays, right? <laughs> the nose... <laughs> Guys, the nose plays, right? Well, you know what? It makes sense. Because if you met someone with that nose, no one's going to think, well, that's got to be fake, right? Because... Who would Who choose would that? Do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Ellen Barkin, of course, in in twenty oh seven, is is mature woman, um, and so Linus goes after her on the cougar aspect of things. Right, apparently. Uh, seduces her gets gets to the diamonds and we find out oh look he's stolen the diamonds but oh no it's a switcheroo yet again and and the night fox gets the diamonds but a gun really (sighs) (laughs) and no it's a switcheroo yet again and then i (laughs) so i I, my my Ah. issue with 12 and 13 (laughs) I, i think why 11 is so much uh well put together is it's simpler Right? 12 and 13, as far as the heists go, they seem like they get more complicated. And so, as a viewer, I have even more difficulty following the plots and subplots and the reveals and the in the, in the hides and that, where the, the 11, it feels like it's just a little bit beyond your reach. Just a little bit beyond your reach. Yeah. And then you think, oh, I got it. And then something happens, like, no, I don't have it. Right. with these ones, it feels like there's so many things you're trying to grasp at yeah. to understand what the hell's going they, on it, that it, I feel a it, little it lost. It feels like they make the plot needlessly complicated. Yeah. It's like, okay, we have the complicated heist, but now we have to amp that up in each iteration to make it... to to improve on what we did. And unfortunately improving is not really what they did. They just complicated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of fun things that happen in 13 though, uh, because by now, excuse me, these guys, we've seen these guys in two other movies. These guys have also had external careers Mm -hmm. that are huge. So not only do we, do we know these guys and see these guys as the actors that they are, but we're not comfortable in these roles. We 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 know who they are in these roles. So when yeah. they start doing things, you're like, Oh, that's so rusty. And it's like, yeah, it kinda <laughs> is. We've 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 earned that that camaraderie. Yeah. And I think that's what the third movie does better than anything, is that We're part of this little group now. We, as the viewer, are now part of this little group, and we're now kind of on the inside. Well, and you know exactly what you're going to get. Right. You are now comfortable with this, and this is the way things happen. You know that Virgil and Turk are always going to fight. You know, and and that's kind of cute. The whole thing in in the Russian or the Mexico, the Mexican revolution <laughs> yeah. that was just weird.
1: <laughs> I um, really like that. It's, I do too. I think right? it's just because Casey <laughs> Affleck really gets so connected to <laughs> those
0: Mexican characters. And he's talking about Zapata. And that's know, and that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that I think um, we we just. They, they understood they did well in the first one, which is they just give us something that we have to take for granted. Like, right. like that Virgil speaks Spanish. Yeah. Right? And that suddenly now he's in Mexico. Like they just plant him there. And he's already part of that environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's part of this crew. And they trust him. And right. we're like, yeah, okay. I'll go with it. And then, <laughs> and then they want a dollar more or something. Well, no, it's <laughs> like they want three million. Three million? Okay, well, maybe we can get. No, no. Pesos. They want three million pesos. That's what, $3,000? I think I got that. And then he's the hero. And yeah. then right. he goes away. And that's it. Right. It's not, and that's it. It's, it's, there's nothing didn't else to You have it. to have that. Well, and. and, and, and Again, you go to the movie Epofrica, he was he was filming something else in the desert at the time, which is why oh. all of that stuff was done that way. Matt Damon, the reason why yeah. he's on the phone in London is because he's he's shooting the Bourne ultimatum at the time, and they take advantage of that so he can be on the phone and in London. And did you notice the, the filmography, the cinematography of that is very similar very to that in Bourne similar. series? Yeah. yeah. So they just kept that style while he was there, um, which I think is beautiful. Yeah. I, you know, I. I I there are so many little things in in the third that I think not only call back to the first two very well but at the same time just sort of give you a really good coda to all of this. You yep. kind of know by this time we're not going to get an Ocean's 14. No, especially the way they end it. Yeah, especially the way they end it. Um and I, and I like the way they end it. You know, they're in the they're in the yellow, they're in the said, settle down. Have a few kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the weight off between. <laughs> that's another. That's another really good one. because he had just he just gained like a ton of weight for Syriana. Yeah, which was, was was the whole the whole joke there. Um, and then the the poor guy that they torture because we have to know, <laughs> we have to know that they're good guys. Yeah. So one of the things that they do during the movie is to help. Sink Banks's reputation is that they put Saul in as the quote unquote uh, five reviewer, diamond reviewer, the, you know, the five yeah. diamond reviewer, and they make Banks think that this is the guy, and then they completely sa- sabotage uh, the, the the actual reviewer, the Porsche Club, who's the the actual reviewer for the hotel. Um, they do horrible, horrible things to him. They, biohazard things. Yeah, they put biohazard <laughs> all over his sheets. They put like mites and stuff in there, stink bomb in the in the air system. Um they bump his hands. Here's what I don't get, right? Like he's reviewing for a really reputable company. Why is he staying? Like after you show up and there's mites in your sheets. Like or you Because because he's because one, we have to see we we have to see the trials of Job here. We have to see this guy get no no just no. I understand down. for a plot reason why he's staying, but like like it, there's no justification. Like no, I'm out. Screw it. I, the F. no 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 diamonds. <laughs> right. The minute I walk in and I have my little microphone glass and there's mites over the seats. Yeah. No. This is it. You're not getting it. I'm gone. <laughs> but then we but then we wouldn't get to see. Like how horribly they treat him I the rest we of the movie. Would, but, but then the payoff being was what? He wins $12 million in yeah. an airport slot machine right. on his way out. Right, because they do the this special trick to get yeah. the slot to win. and um, Which I've tried, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work, does it? <laughs> no. Um lost $400 doing that. There, there are some. There, there, um, this is uh, This is Don's movie. Because as Basher in the previous <laughs> flicks, he doesn't have a lot to do. No, you know, uh, he just. Um, I think I, I think his Cockney rhyming in the first one's the, the best part of his character. <laughs> um, in the second movie, he ha- he seems to have a really deep connection to Ruben on one in, in one way or the other that we don't quite ever learn. But uh, he's the soulful one with Ruben. But in this movie, <laughs> he gets he gets to go all out. They they really give Don a lot to play with. He yeah. gets to be the, uh, the goddamn American. <laughs> <laughs> goddamn American icon. <laughs> um, uh, he gets, he gets, he gets his, uh, his scene with Pacino, which I got to guess is, you know, in his contract, who's in this movie? Al Pacino. Yeah. I want a scene with Pacino. I don't care what it is. You yeah. Gotta write me yeah. A scene with <laughs> I don't care what he's doing. I don't care what I have to do. I want a scene with Pacino. Um, and I, it was just hysterical. Um, this is one of Bernie Mac's last movies. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he. Wait, he, we have to check that, all right? Because I'm sick of getting things <laughs> wrong here. No, because Bernie Mac dies in 2008. This okay. is 2007. This is one of his last films. I'm not saying it's his last film. Sure. But it's definitely one of his last films. Um, and I think it's neat that he was able to do all three of these, mm-hmm. especially considering that he was a replacement actor. Um, for the first one. So it's nice that he gets to go out with the rest of the crew like this. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I, it would have been sad. I mean, it would have been sad if he wasn't able to be in this one. I would agree. I would agree. Um, and he had a bigger role in this one too. He, he did. He had a more conspicuous role in, in this one than, than, than in the previous ones. <laughs> what's that? That, that's enough. What what's what's the game called with the dominoes? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't Nuff, remember said. Nuff, Nuff said. Nuff
0: said. <laughs> With his face and profile on them <laughs> on all of the dominoes yes, too. <laughs> on all the dominoes, because when I'm playing dominoes, I want a smiling Bernie Mac looking back at me. You Not know, if I'm said. playing a domino game called Nuff said. I do. <laughs> um, Pacino and Garcia are both in uh, Godfather Part Three. Oh, so there's a connection for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of connections. I mean, this this these movies are just like stuffed with well-known actors oh you yeah. know and that's oh, yeah. and 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 that's why they carry so well in light of terrible scripts sometimes is just because they're great people to watch on screen right yeah
1: like i love that oprah winfrey scene when yeah they're just he goes to the hotel and they're just, room and they're crying <laughs> how, how stupid it
0: doesn't mean it, do- it doesn't mean anything <laughs> but it's beautiful Yep. comes in well are you are watching Oprah I was on while I was reading the paper and then they just watch it for a little and we watch them watching <laughs> Oprah is she is she giving them a house <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so nice <laughs> that's, and and that's it we're watching them watch TV and we're loving it right yeah yeah um' you're, you're talking about the, uh, the the slang and the language for the for the heist you know yeah the, yeah the fact that they say they're gonna pull in Erwin Allen. I think is one of my favorites, you know, Alan. Early now, well-known producer about for disaster flicks. Oh, I'm okay. so simulating the, the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Is, the, oh. is the early Irwin Allen bit. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a, it's a fun flick. I it's, think it's I, all three. Of them they're all three of them are Netflix. It's if you already have it as no charge. I really think I'm, I recommend going and watching them all again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you don't have to do it in one sitting cuz No, that's you, a lot. you have to do it in one sitting. <laughs> you have to you have to lose your entire Sunday afternoon <laughs> and watch them in but one sitting. But it's easy. It's easy too. You don't yeah. regret doing it, No. Right? No, it's not This is it's they're not hard to watch. and and, and, and this is the other thing I would say. Don't try to follow it. Yeah. Don't try to follow the heist plots. Don't try no. to follow where they are in plan and whatnot. because one, you're kind of working counter to what they want you to do anyway, if yeah. you're if you're starting to do that and trying to pick it apart, but two, It it does it it breaks down. When you start Mm -hmm. trying to pay attention and figure out who's doing what and where, it starts breaking down because you're getting fooled as well as the marks. Well, and you can't you can't let go and pay attention to the stuff that's just fun. Right. It's just it's it's just a hoot. Don't think. Don't Don't think. think. Just Just watch. Just watch. And not to think. And enjoy the the connections of all these people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just just have some fun. All right. Well, (sighs) that was Oceans. That was Oceans. That was Oceans. And then Mm -hmm. coming up, we have Oceans 8. Which is yeah. looks like it's going to have a fantastic cast. I think, I think cast. when we come back from break, we'll chat a little bit about Ocean's Eight. I think we need to, and, and, and we won't spend a lot of time because it's not out yet. Right. But, but I think we should we just should talk about about what it what Ken might do to the series, both good and bad. Right? Absolutely. Um, and uh, we're gonna take a break then. Okay, cool. Interested in sponsoring an episode of the Good, the Bad, and the Streaming? Interested in having your product or service reviewed? Contact us at goodbadstream at gmail.com. Oh. So... Are we back from break? We're back from break. Yeah. So now we're back from break. I'm going to give a shout out to our friends at the 42 yeah. Ale House, uh, 42 Ale House on Packard Avenue in St. Francis. Have you been in there? The St. Francis nope. Cut of hay. Oh, we should just take it, a day and go. It over is a 42. great, uh, it's a ge- great geek and nerd theme establishment. Wonderful yeah. menu items, really friendly staff, great bar, uh, amazing cheese curds, amazing deep fried cheese curds. Um, you don't have to say deep fried cheese curds.
1: Only cause we're in Wisconsin. I, you, yeah, I but...
0: do because you, I eat cheese curds that are not. I know, but fried. we're in
1: Wisconsin. Yeah,
0: you just say cheese curds. <laughs> okay, you know why? Both of them. It's I'm, like saying Kleenex. <laughs> like it's all Kleenex. <laughs> I'm I'm the Northeasterner here, so you guys got to give a little. Uh, the other really nice thing about this place is the bar selection is fabulous. Um, uh, many many taps, uh, and then even a bigger selection. One of the few bars in the area that I know that cater to the gluten free set. So they have a lot of ciders. They have a lot mm-hmm. of meads. Um, they do. They have a lot of gluten free options at the restaurant as well. Specials just about every night, if not every night. An amazing fish fry on Fridays, mm-hmm. trivia on Wednesdays. Um, just and, and just a really great place to hang out. Um, if if you are in the sound of my voice and you are in the Milwaukee area, forty two Alehouse Packard Avenue in St Francis, go tell them you heard about it on this show. Please, we would we would love to to find out that they've. Uh, They've gotten a little tickle from us. That would be amazing. A little tickle <laughs> from us. We didn't even have to buy him dinner. Well, that's the way these these things roll. Out. So, Ocean's Eight, Ocean's Eight. Um, I, I, th- I think it's only appropriate, for obvious reasons, that uh, Felicia uh, talk a little <laughs> bit about Ocean's Eight because she looks a little like Sandra Bullock. <laughs>
1: Absolutely, oh, that'd be the nicest thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> um, I I'm I have high hopes because I think it's cool to. To try to do a girls club movie. Even though... It's based on a boys club movie. Like, I think that's well, now, cool. This is,
0: this is a whole new script though. This is not a remake. This is right, not right, like, right. like a, a, this is not a Vegas heist. Right. Right. So this is a whole new type of thing, mm-hmm. which I think is a little bit of a, because what they're doing is they're, they're robbing fashion week. Right. Yeah. So that seems like a little bit, I, I hate to say this, but it seems like a little bit of a, a what would girls rob? Yeah. So obviously they would rob yeah, fashion week. Why not an art heist? No, you're right. You know? You're
1: right. But I think the most important thing is the idea of we're going to to try to put all these big-name actors together yeah, and yeah. see how, in a, a female version, how that changes the dynamic. Can we do the same, like, quippy dialogue right. and good relationships? So that'll be the interesting part.
0: Well, and as much as I want to see Sandra Bullock as an, as an ocean sibling, I am so much more interested to see what Kate Blanchett does. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it seems very different. Yeah, yeah like there's some way, really yes. interesting. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Dakota Fanning, uh, uh, Matt Damon is in the movie as Linus, so he. Oh, the, there's yeah, he, your connection. He's a holdover. Yeah, Olivia Munn, Helena Bonham Carter. Well, because um, what Sandra Bullock's character is 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 Osh, uh, Danny's uh, Debbie Ocean, Danny's sister. Sister. Oh, okay. Right. Right. And and if you if you watch the trailer. They kind of, they kind of uh, hint that Danny could be dead. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because she's at his grave.
2: Oh, she's at his
0: vault. Um, you know, you know that that's not real. You know, no. he's going to yeah. appear at yeah. the he, end. He, he better. Eh? Uh, but you've also got Sarah Paulson, Jamie King, Mindy Kaling, Rihanna, um, Kylie Jenner, Carl uh, Reiner. Apparently, is in the movie. There is someone. Her name is what is it? What it's Aquafina. Yes, as Constance. Who's Aquafina? She's like a she's like a hip hop nerdcore rapper. Why would you choose Aquafina? Because it's her stage name, essentially. Yeah, but it's it's a beverage by Pepsi. (laughs) Not the way she spells it, because she spells it A W K W A F I N A. Yeah, but that's
2: what it is. So so the
0: so the (laughs) listeners out there who are who are tremendously more hip than uh, Nate and I can explain (laughs) that to us. I don't get it. I'm going to create I'm going to create someone in the stage name is going to be Doritos. Doritos? <laughs> yeah, DJ Dorito. DJ Doritos. D O J U I T O E S. <laughs> hey, live how you want to live baby. Nobody going to stop <laughs> you. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't oh, there
1: are it. definitely some wild cards. Yeah.
0: It it looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. It looks I mean just the trailers that I've seen of it so far look like it's going to be fun. Blanchette and uh, Paulson have spoken very, very highly of the movie so far. Um, they had a lot of fun filming it. Uh, Bullock has been been pimping in the movie now on the talk show circuit. So yeah. you know you're starting to see some stuff there. Here's my question: right. Is it going to get a fair shake after an all females Ghostbusters reboot? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, it's true. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a good point because people were definitely let down by that. I it's hard to have a movie franchise and then oh, just sure. throw a women's cast into it. Well, I think that's always going to be a difficult thing,
0: thing. Here's the thing. Ghostbusters, I, I thought that that movie was was unjust the the new one the reboot. I think that was unjustifiably torn down. That was a fun movie all on its own. Uh, the fact that you had Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson willing to essentially lampoon themselves and make appearances in the movie, I think that was their endorsement of mm-hmm. it. Um, Kristen Wiig, um, incredibly funny, um, all of them incredibly funny in the movie. It didn't have the best plot. It didn't have it didn't have a great. Story to it, you know what? But I it think, was still a fun movie. I think what this can do that, that 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 probably would have helped the Ghostbusters the reboot for that is they tried to um, assume that the original series didn't exist. Yeah, and right. I think right. That and so they, they created have... their own world. I think they right. should have connected it. Yeah. Yes. And they and they are with Ocean's Eight, and right. I think that's going to be a right. major difference. I think that is a major right. difference. I hope that. They don't try to replicate right. oceans, but really use... I mean, and that's what Ghostbusters reboot did well, is they didn't really replicate necessarily their, their characters or their, their actors' connection, but they used the strengths of those actors. And I, and I hope that they do it with this right. as well. Um, but you know, from some of, the, some of the trailers, it feels like Sandra Bullock is channeling her inner um, George Clooney. Yeah, which concerns me because I don't think she has to. Yeah, um, and maybe that's just the trailers being the trailers to try to appeal to people. It could be, and we watch it and it's not that. It could be. Uh, IDW publishes the Ghostbusters comic and has for many, many, many years, and it is mostly the the old school crew with Venkman and um, and Egon and all those guys, and very recently. They did a storyline where they encounter all of the alternate universe versions of themselves. So they, they run into the real Ghostbusters of the Saturday morning cartoon set. Mm-hmm. They run into the female Ghostbusters of the movie from last year, and so and so and so forth. And and it was a delightful way to bring it all together. And so it started this thread on Reddit about what if the female Ghostbusters was just an alternate universe version of the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. because you had all, you had all of the original Ghostbusters in this universe in different ways. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I just... I thought it was fun. I, I you know, i it's fine. I mean, I just... <laughs> it's fine. Alan, shut up. No, 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 no. I other things to talk about. I, it just, I, like I said, I think it would have been nicer had it, had it connected to the original universe and they didn't try to pretend that they had to do their, a completely thing, a, a thing that's completely their no, own. No, I, I agree. I agree. I um, think, I think had you, had you had them like say... You know, since the old Ghostbusters failed because it was all—they were ultimately found to be frauds or something like that—or the, the people assumed them to be frauds—and then these sure. guys were the ones that were saying, "No, it was all real." That could have been not only a better movie, but could have set up better cameos for their mm-hmm. actors, right? Or, or even something. Maybe that's maybe that's what Ocean's Eight is going to be—is that Sandra's or Debbie Ocean is is Danny's sister, and I mean, in, in Ghostbusters, one of them could have been. Uh, you know, they're the daughter of one yeah. of them. You yeah. know, it yeah. could have been anything that yeah. would have kind of taken the helm, if you were. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it was, wasn't going to be an external look we can do it too, Right. But no. an internal look we can yeah. do it too, which would have been, I think, more effective.
1: But I would say I'm excited and I plan on seeing it.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I do too. And my and wife I, actually said she wanted to go see it. So Woo. that's a big deal. <laughs> and I think it's fantastic because now... You know, there is, like you said, there's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a girl. What do you call it? A girl, a girl party. What'd you call it? A I think a girls, a girls, club. Club. Yeah. A girls club. A girls club. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and all of these actresses are really, I mean, they're fantastic. so I think they're yeah. going to, they're going to meld really well yeah. on stage. And it'll
1: be fun to see how they yeah. interact in the same way. Agreed. And And
0: so hopefully that's what it is. It's just Agreed. them focusing on fun mm-hmm. rather than trying to, I don't know do something with it because that's was oceans they never tried to do, do anything right it was just let's throw these people in a movie yep. together and watch them have fun together yep. <laughs> yeah.
1: so hopefully that's what
0: they do i'm excited i agree i agree so that's it so oceans 8 is coming out june 8th um hey I see maybe, what they did there maybe this will be <laughs> oh <laughs> hey i wonder when the other oceans came out that would be interesting <laughs> if it was on the date you think I, I have no idea no no, no idea I'm going okay. to let you do that because you got a real keyboard in front of you. It's a little faster for me. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's cool because I'll get an advertisement. No, it's the 7th of December. D Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, not D Day. Uh, Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl Harbor Day. Pearl yeah. Harbor Day. How, how appropriate. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So, uh, you have a topic uh, you want I have to a topic. talk about. Is something you want I'm, to talk I'm about? I'm curious about something. Is this an Allen's Get Off My Lawn? Not really. Oh, okay. Do you want to make it? No, line? no, it doesn't lawn? have to be. It's, it's just your party. We need to get a get off of my lawn. Uh, I, I just want to quick... quick oh,
2: get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> get off
0: my lawn! A uh, little tidbit I just <laughs> want to throw out here before we get started, though, because it just, just got announced, because um, we've talked about The Crown before. And how they're going to new oh, cast. Oh, right, right, right. And Hugh Laurie, Hugh Laurie. is now going to replace Matt, Matt Smith, Smith as Prince Philip <laughs> in The Crown. That's because they're be all getting older versions yeah. of themselves. That's going to be really interesting. That's going to be Because fantastic. I think we're going to get a really snarky Prince Philip. Because yeah. we see, we saw a snarky Prince Philip in the first two yeah. series. But now I a think very it's going to get cranked up. Yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. I yeah. think the cast they're coming out with. Reg- I, yeah, I can't speak to how well it's going to work on, on screen just yet. But I, they're fantastic oh, actors, yeah. all mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, so absolutely. There's the news. So this was a, a topic of conversation the other night. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm curious because there's some generational time between us here. Yeah, like you're really old. Thank you. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we were trying to tag at which point in a, in, a, in a young person's life they feel like they have transitioned into being an adult.
2: Mm.
0: And was it... You know, is it when you get your first car and you f- suddenly have the freedom to go anywhere and do anything? And then we thought, well, no, because some some kids, when they get their first car, they've got a lot of restrictions placed on that, right? Yeah. Their, their parents only let them drive it in certain places at certain times, can't drive with certain people, that sort of thing. Okay. Is it when you get your first apartment? Or is it when you first move out? Do you feel like an adult then? Well, some people do, but then some people still come home for food and for laundry and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think I've come up with the real, okay, the real switch that happens that that denotes you going from childhood to adulthood. Hang on, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write my thought down, okay, and and I'm gonna see. <laughs> he wants to
1: see if it's correct. Okay. I'm gonna
0: see if it lines up with what yours is. <laughs> you can hear me typing. Yep. yep. He's working. All right. All right. I got it. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. It's when you finally realize that not all pizza is good pizza. <laughs> that was not that was not nearly as um, uh, I, I guess thought out thoughtful as I thought it was going to be. Uh, no, this is very thoughtful. I okay. want you to think about this for a minute, okay? Because when you are a kid, pizza is pizza. Pizza is, I, but it's I, I, it's I, excitement, right? Yeah. yeah. When you get when you get those shitty little pieces of cardboard and ketchup. <laughs> At school, you know, it's pizza day, Mom. I don't want to bring my lunch to school today because it's pizza day. Yeah. yeah, okay. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that shitty rubber cheese and ketchup all over myself because that's it's pizza day, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Or when your when when your folks go out, and you know, okay, you're home by yourself tonight. You get a frozen pizza. Got a frozen pizza, or oh my god, they ordered Domino's for you. Oh my god, like, <laughs> are you kidding me? You get delivered pizza, right? Or when you go out after the baseball game and win or lose, coach says, okay, you know what? That's okay. We're going to go to Pizza Hut. Yay! It's okay. Exactly! Right? Yeah. Right? No more orange slices. Now, you know, we got, I got Pizza Hut from my cast the other night, and I thought I was going to gag. I thought it was this was, it was some of the most terrible shit that I put in my <laughs> mouth in years. I mean... Years. And I was at the bar the other night, you know, over at the 42L house on Packard. <laughs> and they have a pizza oven there, they have a proper pizza oven yeah. there. And Jody and I ordered a pizza, and they said, "Well, just to let you know, pizza oven's been acted up a little bit. So you know what you get is what you get." And we said, "That's okay," but we got a lot of fresh veggies on the pizza. It was a damn good pizza because it was a brick oven-fired pizza with fresh veggies. It was a good pizza, and that's where this whole thing started coming to right. Because you look at you look at Ben, you look at Brody, and you say, "You know, you want some pizza?" And they're like, "Yeah." So you can get you can throw him a tombstone. You can you can throw him a pizza pizza. You can you know five dollar pizza yeah, pizza that's from fine. you know that's fine. That's not pizza to me. Yeah, I I I I guess maybe that would transcend to, you know, really not all food is good food maybe i mean cuz cuz maybe you don't like pizza right maybe maybe you like um, but here's the thing what? i think that pizza is a near universal near universal likable food and in the, i think in america because yeah. when because when you wouldn't... talk about these kids because you can get pizza in so many different ways yeah, right? yeah but that's that's a, that's a that's a quintessentially american thing though well but i'm not talking yeah. about the world i'm talking about us yeah. i'm talking about who cares well the mine doesn't mine make America seems us- a little again. bit more what was what weighty. was yours when you don't want to be an adult anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when, when you I recognize <laughs> that, that you no longer want the mantle of adulthood. Yeah, like, because, okay. you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I'm gonna be an adult. I'm gonna be an adult. <laughs> and, like, and even even when you get older, when you're gonna be, a, uh, you know, in, in college, you're like, oh, you treat me like an adult. I should be treated like an adult. And then when you actually get to meet an adult, you're like, this. This sucks. This kind of sucks. Yeah. I don't want to be an adult yeah. anymore. And then you go back to your parents and you're like, why don't you treat me like a kid? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, so that's what I think is the point of adulthood <laughs> is when you don't want to be it anymore. Like, okay. Like, you're like, this is, okay, I'm good. Okay. But this experiment's done. So so here in Wisconsin, I don't know if they're any place else, so I, I apologize. You guys have Rocky or Coco. Yeah. Which is like... Terrible! The worst excuse for pizza <laughs> that I have ever encountered in my entire life. Yeah. I've had pizza from gas stations. Yeah, it's terrible. We get that, it. That, it's terrible. It's like Bisquick and ketchup yeah. and bologna. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is and, what no it is. one's no one's pretending and, that it's a and, good pizza. And, no, 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 no. no. I know people in in town. You know, people local that love Rocky Rococo. I don't understand it. And it's like the only thing that I can attribute it to is that it's that nostalgia factor Maybe. that when they were kids, it yeah. was. Pizza. So it's this. It, it's it's recapturing that that majesty of pizza. It's re- recapturing the excitement of pizza, and it partially reminds them what was good about being a kid. Yeah, that's Back true. Back when Rocky Rococo was pizza, and you didn't have to go to Le Chez de Buffon to get you know some sort of forty five dollar <laughs> you know duck and truffle oil pizza thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. So okay, so there there is. There are rules to what make a good pizza. Oh, I agree. Like, and and I don't mean like American rules. There are universal world rules in the purpose of a pizza. The pizzas, the main ingredient of a pizza, and the most important ingredient is the crust. That's it. That's the entire purpose of a pizza. It's a, everything else doesn't really matter. It's all land, yeah. Right. It's all about the crust, and yeah. you build a good crust. Whenever you put on it, it doesn't matter then, right? I mean, obviously, you want good ingredients to go on top of it and quality mm. ingredients, but ultimately. It doesn't matter how quality those ingredients are. Put them on a shitty crust, it's terrible, <laughs> right? I, and I so agree. that's what a pizza is: is its crust. And if that's the case, if that's the if that's the qualifying factor of being an adult, then I was an adult like at eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Mother, <laughs> this crust is unacceptable. Because I was practicing making good pizza crust when I was eleven. I still haven't done it right, but I'm like, I want. I don't want this. I mean, I would have a frozen pizza. Right. I would have Domino's. Right. I wasn't happy about it. Right. <laughs> I was that kid that was at the birthday parties that was like, mm, "Fuck this shitty pizza that this kid has." Right. So, but in, in, but to further to further push my theory forward, the only time I order shitty pizza, the only time I eat shitty pizza is on Friday nights when we're all gaming and trying to recapture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Toppers. yeah toppers. Yeah. Toppers. Shitty mean, pizza from Toppers. No. Toppers, toppers is. A better shitty pizza. It is a better shitty pizza, but, <laughs> but it's still a shitty pizza. Yeah, I but, mean, but it's, it's because if you want, it's you, like you a, have like a, a five people shitty. that are all fee- are all eating, and if you wanted a good pizza with five people, that's like going to be three hundred dollars, <laughs>
2: right?
0: And we all know not everybody mm. puts in, so three hundred dollars—that's <laughs> a lot for you know a couple people to split. <laughs> so my quiz then. <laughs> my quiz, quiz then. Is what kind of pizza are you? Oh, okay. Okay, this is a good quiz. So, so we're, we're gonna, I'll close my tab. Then you're going to close your tab. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be um, you're going to be asked a series of questions, Nate, and then we're going right. to find out what kind of pizza you are. Mm. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> well, Felicia, can we open up a separate I, tab? Have Felicia do it too? You, yeah. If you want to open up a separate no, tab, no, I guess no, you, no, You should just do Nate. What's that? the website?
1: No, be, no, I no Because should. I don't even care that much about pizza. I'm sorry. That even oh, well, more she's disqualified. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even more of a reason to find out what pizza she is because maybe <laughs> this is the pizza that will make her like pizza. Let me maybe. see if let me see if I can if I can do that then. Because I if I can run it concurrently. Well just have I'll open up a tab and I'll put her questions well, in. Well, I right. don't know if you can find it as oh. quickly as I can get to it. Well, this is taking a while as it is. <laughs> well then you should do some
1: filler while Do you I remember do this. all those times that you've asked me if I want I mean, I guess it also applies to just most things. But you're like, would you like some pizza? I'm like, "Mm, I'm I'm okay. What do you eat? I try to eat well. Bird seed, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would have too many grains. Okay, no,
0: I got it. I got it right here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so this is the what kind of pizza are you quiz. Uh, So pick a TV show. Mm. Modern Family, Seinfeld, Scandal, Cheers, Breaking Bad, Sesame Street, Mad Men, or Girls? I guess Breaking Bad. Yeah, me too. You too? Both of you are Breaking Bad. That's a lot of options, though. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's good, though. There's a lot of pizza options. Yeah, that's true. It's Friday night. Uh Uh-huh. Where are you? I'm at Allen's. Playing games, (laughs) drinking, straight chilling, at an art show with my family, and an improv show, who knows, or seeing a foreign film. Playing games, playing games, and
1: yeah. I'm with my family. Fam- with Friday family Friday happens to be Friday night dinner with my family. family oh, night. that's so sweet. Family night.
0: <laughs> Pick a way to say hello. What's up. What's that? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how about
2: 1999? Dilly dilly <laughs> dilly.
0: dilly. Uh, yo, uh-huh. bonjour, friend. I haven't, I, nobody, Friend. I, nobody, <laughs> I'm going to start using that. Friend, you wear the human pants. <laughs> Howdy. Aloha. Oh, hi, there. Spelled H-A-I-D-E-R-R-A. Or Fizzbump. Oh, hi, there. Oh, hi, there. What about you?
1: Um, yo.
0: Yo. yo. Okay. yo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: All
2: right.
0: Yo. Pick a fictional place in which to live. Westeros, Gotham City. You're going to die in Westeros. <laughs> Metropolis, Narnia, Hogwarts, Atlantis, The Shire, or Tatooine?
1: Ooh, the Shire. Really hard.
0: The Shire. The Shire for Nate. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. <laughs> for Felicia. I might have to say Hogwarts just because Steph will want to be in Hogwarts. So. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, all Too right, late. she don't have to visit me in the Shire. It's me. What do you hate on your pizza? Nothing. Pineapple. Really? That's yeah. your answer? It's, it's one of the options. Okay, well, we'll just keep going through. Maybe. Nothing. Salad. Like veg, I guess. <laughs> Meat. Pineapple. Too much sauce. Anchovies. Veggies. Or hot sauce. You know what? Too much sauce. Too much sauce. Wow.
1: Anchovies. Anchovies. Oh, I love anchovies I on pizza. That. I
0: you know, I hate pineapple on pizza. I do too. But you know what? I that was the that was a clincher. Like if I had to choose between having pineapple or having just too much sauce on a pizza, all right, fine, I'll take the pineapple because the <laughs> pineapple you can either pick off. Yeah, that's true. Or you can just deal with the sauce. Like that's it. Like you can't pull the cheese and stuff <laughs> off and then scrape the sauce You're off sure and put it back. That? Out. Yeah, that's okay. just too much work. That's fine. <laughs> you find a hundred dollars. What do you spend it on? Comics, exotic jerky, <laughs> weed, books, beer, truffle oil, sneakers, or pizza? A oh, $100. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, I am, I'm going to say truffle oil, not because it's actually truffle oil that I would spend it on, but it's that idea that if I got $300, I'd probably find something nice that I'd want to spend it on. Okay, and I'm
1: going to gonna say weed. books.
0: Really? <laughs> yeah, books. What if I already selected weed?
1: <laughs> it's, that would be like the most opposite wrong answer. All right. All right, we'll
0: go with books. That's fine. All right. Pick a dude's name. Mike?
1: For what? Like yeah, it's for, my name? Just yeah, pick your name. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: Mike, Francis, Matt, Brian, Jonah, Kevin, Sam, or Zach. Francis. Matt. 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 <laughs> I, don't
1: know what, I don't know answers. why
0: we're picking. <laughs> All right. Pick a sport. Football. Baseball. Soccer. Hockey. Dodgeball. Surfing. MMA or NASCAR. Baseball. Baseball. Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Upcoming episode. Dodge. Right there. Dip, duck. <laughs> Pick a new word for pizza. This is the last question, by the way. Pick a new word for pizza. Pow pow. <laughs> Taste bomb. What? <laughs> Child. <laughs> <laughs> Roundies. Cheesers. Cheesers sounds like a, like an Aziz Ansari word for pizza. Yeah, yeah. I call pizza cheesers. Yep. <laughs> pizza? Circles Cheezers. of life. Edible plates.
1: That sounds like an Aziz Ansari no, that like <laughs> word. That sounds like a edible. mate. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> pizza is like edible plates. <laughs> I don't need a plate. I need another pizza to put on my other pizza. Because it's an edible plate. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need a receipt. Uh, or my buddy. I, I have to go with edible plates. plates. It was going to be rounders, and then I heard edible plates. And
1: I'll go with pow pows. Pow pows.
0: <laughs> well, Nate, mm. you got the all meat pizza. Weird. Yeah, you know what you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not my favorite type also, of pizza. Also, you know that there's nothing more false than the statement too much of a good thing, especially when that thing is meat. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. And, Felicia, you got bagel bites.
1: <laughs> all right. I can see it. Do you like bagel bites? I
0: don't know if I've ever had a bagel bite. Oh, you are fun right. with a tongue-in-cheek you know, attitude. Next time we have to bring bagel bites. <laughs> Many people may not take you seriously at times, but True. once they let you in, they're all like, why don't we hang out all the time? Aww, I like that one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was fun.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got Ron Swanson. That's what the end of that quiz was for you. you think it was? Ron Swanson. Meat pizza. <laughs> and of course, as soon as I
0: as soon as we do this, I get the I get the word from Marty, Marty Stein, our buddy Marty Stein, KFC is now selling a pizza made with a fried chicken crust. <laughs> what do you
1: really? they that's the ad that popped up. Um that looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Proving your pizza K, choice. No, just KFC is what is really good at being
0: that company that they go, Hey, here's this and you're like, What Yeah, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> all right, oh give I'll, me <laughs> <laughs> give me three of them. <laughs> hey, we got all this shit. Let's dump it in a bowl. That is Delicious. <laughs> hey, we got this chicken. Let's make a pizza crust out of it. That sounds <coughs> De- wonderful. Delightful. Doesn't it? I hate you, KFC. <laughs>
2: wow.
0: Well, all right. Well, um, so what should they do if they want to listen to us? Well, they should point their. Wait this, um, you know, this is the most ridiculous thing that we do. I just thought about this. If. If they want to listen to us, they're already listening to us. <laughs> so they figured out how your, to do your, it. Your wife is wearily, like, nodding her head yes. Like, you morons. Like, That's exactly like, what I've been trying would to we tell do you. This on here. <laughs> well, here is the thing: if you are one of our SoundCloud fans and you just hear us on SoundCloud, there yeah. are other ways to get the show. You can use That's your true. podcasting client of choice to search for the good, the bad, and the streaming. We are on iTunes, uh, and and let, let me tell you guys. Reviews on iTunes are the lifeblood of what we do. Yeah. Uh, if, if there's any way you really want to help the show without having to really lift a damn finger, this is the way to do it. Uh, a like on iTunes, uh, a liking us on the Facebook page, but a review on iTunes, four or five-star reviews on iTunes are, are wonderful because that just bumps your visibility in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh definitely like, and I know we've got more friends at least than we have iTunes <laughs> reviews. Which is disappointing. Very disappointing. <laughs> you guys if you guys don't use the iTunes, that's fine. Um, There are other ways that you can give us some feedback. That would be lovely. Um, We are in the early planning stages for live shows this year. We're sorry that we didn't get to do live shows last year. We are in early stages of live shows this year. Uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Streaming will be the exclusive podcast partner for the upcoming Zombie Walk that will be hitting Mm. in October of 2018. Zombie shuffle, zombie walk, zombie truffle, whatever. Um, um, sponsored by the good our good friends at the Forty Two L House on Packard Avenue in uh, Saint Francis. Anyway, um, <laughs> we we want to want to thank you for listening. Thank you for the feedback that we got this past week on the shitty altered Carmen <laughs> episode. <It's laughs> good to
1: Felicia's know you're listening. Fault. Good to know you're
0: listening and paying attention. Uh, but but that's it for uh, for another couple weeks, guys. Yeah. Well, have fun in Movie Land. I I I didn't get to do my line. You're just going to go straight to your line without me. What's well, your the line? Because I, I I get to say I've been Alan. Oh well, you didn't say it. There's no, like I this didn't. weird awkward pause oh, Because I didn't know if there was something else that you wanted to add. No, not really. I was, trying to give really. You, I was I'm giving good. you an opportunity. I I've
1: been Felicia. <laughs> <gasps> she stole it. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> <laughs> James is great. Oh now you got to say half of the movie like I've been Nate. I've been Alan. <laughs> And have fun in movie land. Yay! (laughs) The Good, the Bad, and the Streaming is part of the Irregular Podcast Network and is available on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please visit our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter at GoodBadStream. If you're interested in sponsoring us, suggesting products to review, offering suggestions of movies for future episodes, or just want to yell at us in a typed format, send an email to goodbadstream at gmail.com.